Let's begin. Today's daf is daf mem zayin. Yesterday was mem vav, and we're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today. So right now, we'll start on our review, um, and the review is going to begin at the second to last line on daf mem hey amid base. And um, the question is about the clouds, and the question is, is that the, the rain, even if we're going to assume the rain was already in the clouds from before uh, Yom Tif, um, but isn't that itself a problem? It maybe was Kona Shvisa in the clouds. So that's the, and that would be that it's coming from outside the Trum, unless you want to say, and maybe we want to commit, like, do you want to commit to the position that there's no tchum in the ma'ilam miyotvachim, which was a shaila that we didn't have an answer to. So, the Gemara explained that um, really it could be that there is tchum in the ma'ilam miyot, and uh, the reason why the, the cloud doesn't bother us is because it wasn't really water in the clouds. It's, it's like it's absorbed into the clouds, and that's a different story. So the Gemara says, if it's absorbed in the clouds, that creates a whole bigger problem, because then... It's like Nolad. It's like a new thing that's coming up. A new thing is uh, Mukta in its own right. Forget about that it's coming from outside the Tchum. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. The real reason is because is it is water in the clouds. It's not a new thing. But they're moving. It's in motion. And things that are in motion, conveniently, are not considered uh, connected to any Tchum. And because of that, that's why it's no problem. And once you say this, so then the whole question doesn't even start, even if it was not a cloud that was existing before Yom Tif, or you knew for a fact it was like a very clear night, clear night before Yom Tif. Clouds were, you know, were formed on Yom Tif, so it came, came from the oceans, still doesn't bother us because the, um, the ocean, uh, because the ocean's also in, you know, in motion. There's, uh, there's tides and then water is moving. So again, it's not at rest, and therefore it doesn't have any, it's not Konish Visa in any way. And that's the Brysa says as well, rivers that are moving, moving rivers, springs that are flowing, they're Kiragli Kolodam because they don't have a, meaning only till you take it is it going to be locked in, but up until that point it has no uh, limitation because it's not at rest. Only things at rest can be Konish Visa, and that's the bottom line. Okay, brings us to the next thing, which was Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi in the name of Rabbi Shumal Levi. The Allah follows Rabbi Yaakov Minuri. And uh, Rabbi Zera said to Rabbi Yaakov Idi, Did you hear this straight up from Rabbi Shumal Levi, or is that something that you derived from a statement? So it's like, uh, No, I heard it straight up from him. He actually said that. So, what would have been the uh, derivation? Maybe that the, the derivation is because Rabbi Shumal Levi also says, is that the halachas kedivriya mekal be'eruv, that we followed the more lenient opinion when it comes to Erev, and it happens to be the Rebbech and Minur is the more lenient opinion. So now that we established that he said both statements, so the question is, why do you need both statements? The answer is, is that, um Zeri explains, that if we would just say that the law follows Rebbech and Minuri, then you might think that we take his law even the Chumrah, which it is a Chumrah in a sense. Sometimes the... Um, Sometimes it comes out that it is a Chumrah because uh, basically if you have, um, if you give it 2,000 Amas and I have a special 2,000 Amas, then it's going to be locked into its 2,000 Amas and I'm not going to be able to take it where I want to take it. So that actually comes out by Chavzi Efker to 
actually be a stringency than not having any shvisa at all. Anyway, so, um, uh, so that's why we have to tell you, halacha mekel. Good. So the Gemara says, why wouldn't that be suffice? Just say halacha mekel, and then we'd also apply it to Rabbi Yochrem Minuri uh, when he is more lenient, like, by a person, like we talked about the case of a person who was sleeping at the time, so he, that he is also called shvisa, even though he was asleep. So the Gemara explains that I still need to say that the halacha also follows Rabbi Yechimur, because maybe we don't apply the halacha of halacha kedibra mekel be'eruv only when it's one on one. But if it's a yachin keneged a rabim, so maybe we would not apply that. So the Gemara says, um, why? I mean, if we go with the mekel, we go with the mekel. Who cares if it's one on one or one on many? So the Gemara says, and this is what we've been busy with a little bit. So Rapapa said to Rava, what do you mean? Even in you know, even though it's a rabbinic law, so you want to take a more lenient stance. But if there's a rabbim, the rabbim will still be koveyat halacha in general. And we brought a few examples of this. So first, we saw is Rabbi Ezer says that when a woman um, uh, he says that a woman who is uh, passes three onos ninety days, so then um, then we don't give her any we don't retro. Uh, actively give her a status of toma from when she sees blood to the past to any any period of time past that behind, and the chacham disagree. They say it's only by Nisha Zakena, only by an elderly woman that that, that we assume that she's you know, um, uh, you know that she's not seeing. But uh, another woman, a younger woman, we wouldn't apply this halacha. But anyway, the bottom line is, is that uh, the story goes that Rebbe followed Rebbe Ezer and he and then he realized. And then once he remembered, he said, you know, okay, we can rely on Reb Lezer in a pinch. Now, what's the, what did he realize? He obviously realized something, even though it's a dinder abana, so uh, this idea of going retroactive. And uh, Reb Lezer is a yachid, kenegad arabim. So obviously he's saying that even though it's a yachid, kenegad arabim, it really shouldn't have been, if, if the halacha was established to follow the chachamim, then there would be no, uh, no such comment to say, kedayu Reb Lezer, once the halacha is gepaskind, then you can't um, follow any other way. So obviously the halacha wasn't established, and on the basis of the, of the virtue of the fact that there's a rabbim, that would have pushed it in the direction of the rabbim over the fact that Rebbe is the mekel. So you see the idea that we definitely do make such a, this, such a logic. We, saw also, we also saw another example of this um, uh, from Rabbi Misharshia, he told Rava, or either it was Rabbi Misharshia or Rabbi Nachman Yitzhak telling Rava, that uh, we make a distinction even in Dine Durabanan between a Yachid against the Yachid versus a Yachid against the Rabbim. Baisa says that if somebody hears news from, from close by that a relative dies, then he sits Shiva, even though he didn't find out right away, he sits Shiva and Shloshim. If it's Shmur Rechoka, then he only sits for one day. And we know the Chum argue on um, um, uh, argue on uh, this is Rabbi Kivashita come argue on that they say but whether close or far you always sit Shiva and, and have Shloshim and um, anyway bottom, bottom line is is that uh, uh, this definition of Krova and Rechoka just so you should know is Krova means that it's what you found out within 30 days from the person dying and uh, Rechoka means that you found out after the 30 days um, anyway, bottom line is 
We go with like the rabbi. So, so it sounds. So on that, they said a, a, a very interesting rule that if the rabbi Baruchanah said Rabbi Yochanan, normally that when you find the yachid mekel and a rabbim machmir, we always follow the rabbim machmirim. Um, and this is the only exception that we paskin like Rabbi Kiva over the Chachamim because we hold like Shmuel that which sounds like that it's a special exception for Avelis, but in general, in regular rabbinic law, we definitely do prioritize the Rabbim's opinion over the Yachid HaMekel's opinion. So there you go. So the Gemara says... That's the anyway. That's the that's basically again second proof to the idea that we make such a distinction, and therefore when we said halacha k'rav menuri, it was necessary because he's a yachid k'neged rabim, and you wouldn't realize when you say halacha k'tiver mekel that it's even when it's a yachid k'neged rabim. Okay, that was one answer. Then we saw Rapapa's answer. He said that uh, the the reason why we need two statements. Is because when we saw you might have thought that that's talking about Be'eruv, meaning Eruv Chatseris. But by Eruv Tchomen, maybe the Allah is not Kedivri Mekel. That's why I had to tell you the Allah is like Rabbi Yechim Minuri to, to extend it to there. Um, so the Gemara says, How do you know that we make a distinction between Eruv Chatseris and Eruv Tchomen? So the answer is um, uh, that basically. Um, so basically, uh, that's only true by. Uh, so, so the answer is, is that we see leniencies that exist for eruv chateris that you don't find for eruv etchumen. That's the idea. Where is that? Because eruv chateris, you can make an air of bein ledas, bein shaloladas, but eruv etchumen, you can only do it ledas, meaning the person who you're doing it on his behalf needs to know and be willing and want to hear what you have to say, meaning agreeing to it. And the reason why, of course, is because a tchum is not necessarily a benefit. It's very nice that you're stretching his tchum that he's able to travel in one direction. But who said he wanted to go in that direction? Maybe he wanted to go in the opposite direction. And now you limited his ability to walk in the opposite direction. So it's not necessarily a win. As opposed to Eruvah Chateris, it's a win always. That's why it's Zachim Adam Shlom B'fanav, and that's an example of that. Next we saw is Rav Ashi said that the Chiddush is... For why we have to say that the Allah is even though we already said Allah is um, because I mean we need to say both it's because uh, you might think that's only by the Shiure Eruv by the end of the laws of Eruv but the beginning of the laws of Eruv maybe we're more strict how do you know we make distinctions between the end and the beginning because that's the Allah with the food that you need. We know that when you're establishing your area, you need food enough for two udos. Um, um, or if there's a lot of people, um, you, need, uh, you need to be a kigrogeres, the chal echad v'echad. But when it comes to, uh, that's when it comes to the beginning of the area. But if, it, if the area is already established and you know, it gets slowly dwindled, so the Allah is, is that then it goes down to a kosher. So you see, we're more lenient for Shur Erev than for Tchilas Erev. And the Allah of Rabbi Yochel Minuri was an example of Tchilas Erev. It's establishing the Erev from the outset. So that's why we need to say that. Okay. Um, next we saw is, uh, um, uh, okay, anyway, then that's where we saw that actually the whole purpose of Eruv Chatziris is really that people shouldn't forget the Torah of Eruv from Tinokos, that the children should be aware of it, 
and that's why we're more we do the eruv more regularly, so that they should have an awareness of the concept of an eruv. And that was the end of that section. Okay, took us to a very interesting topic, which will really continue into today's daf, which is klali apsak, basic general rules when it comes to issuing rulings. So we have here a statement from Rav Yaakov Rav Idi. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Zrika said that, uh, that when, when Rabbi Akiva argues on an individual, the Allah is ke Rabbi Akiva. When Rabbi Yossi is afilu mechave rav, which it sounds like even against more than one. Okay? And uh, Rabbi mechave rav, the law, so the law follows Rabbi against one on one, but not against the rabbi. Now, why is it, um, to what level? is this statement applying? And that's about one important principle. First of all, so there's three interpretations of what this means. Number one is, is that if you ever see Machlokst in Rabbi Kiva and one other position, you should teach publicly that that is the law following Rabbi Kiva's opinion. Okay? That's what it means. Halacha. Uh, that's Ravasi Shita. Rabbi Kiva Baraba says, no, it means matin. It means that if somebody asks you a shayla, and it was never established any opinion, so that's the opinion that you should teach, tell people on an individual basis what the halacha is, but you're not teaching the halacha publicly. It's not the same level. And Rabbi Yosef Ruchinina means nirin, means that um, you can rely on Rabbi Kiva over. In other words, it sounds like that, uh, you know, all things being equal, Rabbi Kiva, you know, they'll go, or let's, in any of these cases, you go more to that side. Okay, that's a little bit different. Next we saw, is Rav Yaakov Ba'idi said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan a number of other klalim. Number one, Rav Meir versus Rabbi Yudha, the Allah follows Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Yossi, the Allah follows Rabbi Yossi. And of course, Rav Meir and Rabbi Yossi, the Allah is going to follow Rabbi Yossi. Because if the Allah follows Rabbi Yudha over Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi over Rabbi Yudha, then it's going to surely be Rabbi Yossi over Rabbi Meir. Ah. Then we saw also um, another one is... Um, Rav Asi says I, uh, that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, uh, because Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. So if you have Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, the Allah is Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, Allah is Rabbi Yossi, surely Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, the Allah is going to be like Rabbi Yossi, and that's the Baraman, that's the idea. So the Shaila is, what about Rameyer and Rabbi Shimon? They're the ones who lose to everybody else, so... What about Rameir versus Rav Shimon? Who's the halacha? And the Gemara says, take it. It's not clear. We don't have any indication. So, came along to Rameshash, and this is what's going to keep us busy into today's daf for quite a bit. Rameshash says, these rules are not reliable. We don't, they're, not, they're not correct, the ruling. Okay? So, the Gemara wanted to know, where did Rameshash get the idea that these rulings are not correct? So, first we saw is perhaps from a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Rav Shimon says that you want to know what we mentioned uh, that this is similar to the three, three courtyards. It's the mission that we had. Three courtyards that are right next to each other. The two side ones connect, made an air with the middle one. The middle one and the two sides are able to, go, to eat in each other's place or go into each other's place. But the two end ones can't go to each other. And uh, who argues on that? It's um, um, we pass in Rav Chama Berguria said in the name of Rav, the halacha is like Rav Shemit. And who argues on him? Rabbi Yehuda. And uh, I, didn't we have a rule? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda. So you see that the rules are just simply not, not correct. 
So the Gemara says that's not a proof at all, because maybe what we're talking about is when in lieu of a ruling, when we don't have a ruling from the rabbis as to how we paskin, then you follow these rules of the basic principle of halacha Garabuda versus Reb Shimon. But when we have a ruling, of course, they're not bound to that ruling. So the, the question doesn't really, it's not really a proof against the principles, these rules. So he brought a second proof, and that's where we left off, is that you have a city uh, that was a small, a private city, and then it became larger. Uh, more and more people moved there to make it into a real Rishos Aravim. Um, so the halacha is you still are allowed, so um, uh, you can still make an Erev on all of it. If it was a large city that, that had a Rabbim and then people moved out of the city, and now becomes the city of a Yachit, so then um, you're not allowed to make an Erev on, on, on the entire city unless you make, leave parts out of the Erev. That's the halacha. Um, how much do you have to leave out? It's machlokas. Um, I think it has to do with the fact that uh, if it was, if it had a, if it had a, a full, uh, it was like literally a, if it had a big, uh, um, a, a large amount of uh, people that was like mamish rabin, so then it was just a rabin the level, so at one point in time, so then you you can't, it may come back to that, and therefore people. You need people, it's just like the Xera that people may come to the wrong conclusions by leaving places out of there where I'm not allowed to carry reminds you about the importance of an Erev and, and makes people realize that you know, that's what I think it has to do with. Rashi talks about it. Anyway, but again, it's not even our subject. It's just we're bringing it. It's our subject because it's Erevin, but... Yeah, but we're not, whatever, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Anyway, bottom line is that how much do you have to leave out? Rabbi Yudha says you have to leave out 50, um, uh, 50 durin from the Eruv. And uh, Rabbi Shimon says, no, all you need is three courtyards of two houses in each courtyard, six, basically six houses, you're good to go. And uh, Rabbi Chaim Bargori said the name of Rabbi, Allah follows Rabbi Shimon. Hi, I thought the rule is, and who's arguing Rabbi Yudha? Isn't the rule Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Shimon, Allah, Rabbi Yudha? So you see, it doesn't work. So, that's what Rabbi means, that, it, that it's not accurate. So Gemara says, that's not Shver either, because again, that's only when it was never established halacha, when it was established. So then you go with the way it's established. But if it's unestablished, we don't have established any, any halacha, which, which direction to go, then we would follow Rabbi Yudha's opinion. And that's what those klolos were for in the first place. And that is as far as we got to yesterday. And we'll take it from here into